0: Welcome to the Patriot Podcast, a production of Covenant Academy in Cypress, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast connects you to the heart of our community, culture, and those who are helping shape the hearts and minds of students. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Patriot Podcast. I'm Michael Gaines and uh, glad you're joining us today as we uh, take an opportunity to talk about a topic that is, uh, I find personally very interesting and I know many at the Covenant community have benefited from and that is talking about Latin. So today we are uh, going to be able to have a conversation about this topic Um, Of course, with me, as always, is Leslie Collins, the head of school here at Covenant Academy. So, Leslie, thank you for being here. Absolutely. And our our wonderful guests here, who are uh, mainstays here on the Covenant campus, we have uh, Laura Amo, who is one of our Latin teachers for uh, our... 3rd through 6th graders. So, Laura, thank you for being here this morning.
1: Thanks for having me, Michael.
0: And uh, we have a new face here uh, that feels like a a mainstay as well. So we have Emma Perry, who uh, helps teach our 7th through ninth graders in Latin. So, Emma, good to see you.
2: I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Michael.
0: So, uh, Leslie, I I know that we're going to let Laura and Emma talk in detail about Latin, but uh, I, I just want to maybe get your initial uh, thoughts and and perspectives um you know there are many many languages out there mm-hmm. uh the vast majority i don't know uh but you say of of all all things we have latin uh, mm-hmm. but i know that you know there's there's great uh, beauty and benefit in in having latin as mm-hmm. part of our curriculum
3: mm-hmm. yes it's a gateway to learning for our students and it is Because it is the mother language of English, as well as other Romance languages, it allows us to connect with um deeper understanding um with words with derivatives um and even with some of the stories that have captivated our culture and have have moved our culture um in either good ways or sometimes not great ways maybe um but the reality of western culture is that there is the, it is foundational to it Um, and, and so it should be studied because in spite of the fact that it is a dead language, um, there's a lot of life in it it is life giving, um, doing something that's different is really good for students and doing something that's, that's hard is exceptionally good for students, um, and doing something that has, uh, much ROI, Mm. um, in the pursuit of it, in, in future learning and growing uh, their abilities in other subjects and other disciplines, um, that, that is worth pursuing.
0: And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a business junkie. So when you're saying return on investment ROI, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dialed in. So go. if anything that can there there go. have some returns, that's, that's great. So, uh, well, maybe I'll, I'll start with you, Emma. So I, um, I vividly remember seventh grade taking Latin. Okay. Um, I went to a school in, in, um, in my hometown of Dallas where I grew up and, uh, and yeah, it, it was, it was, uh, it was a great experience. I mean, I do remember learning some, some words and phrases and seeing that, that those, uh, those roots and many of the words that I was reading. But I do recall, uh, asking myself and, and now I'll ask you, uh, why Latin? That's a great <laughs> question. It's like I was like, I have so many choices, yeah. you know, but, but why, why Latin? What, why, why why include a dead language in in a curriculum when when we could go so many different ways
2: right that's a great question i'm glad you had a good experience yeah yeah no it was good it It was good good. (laughs) good. good. um yeah i get that question a lot i have struggled with that question through the years i mean i started latin learning latin in fourth grade and i continued through high school and college so um i've revisited that question a lot and i think every year i'm finding new answers for that question uh first off I think when we talk about Latin being a dead language, we're ultimately referring to the idea that, like, there's no uh, group of people who speak that mm-hmm. as their native tongue. They didn't grow up uh, speaking that, right? Um, anyone who speaks it nowadays has just acquired it. And there are people who do that. They spend the time to learn it to a point of fluency. Mm-hmm. So you can actually listen to, like, podcasts and YouTube I would channels. Love, I, I need yeah. to probably
0: listen to some of that. That's amazing.
2: I found wow. some. It's, it's pretty cool. Um And so, yeah, it it is a dead language in that sense. But um, whenever people ask, uh, why do we teach Latin a dead language? I think there's also the connotation that there's no relevance in it to us today. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, Our English language is composed, or most of our English words, about 60% of our English words come from Latin. And so we already have that tie back to Latin because of the language that we speak today. And it's it's always so fun to see um, as in my classes, as we're learning more and more vocab, to see the connections students are making um, from the words they know to the Latin words that we're learning in class. And um, also to make that connection across classes. In uh, seventh grade, I teach um, their Latin class in the morning right before their science class. And um, it was really fun earlier in the year um, they're studying a lot of earth science. And so seeing terms that they're learning about the earth connect back to Latin, mm-hmm. like uh, they were learning a term either, I think, terrestrial or terrain or something. And their science teacher is asking, where does that come from? Oh, it comes from terra, which means earth, land, Um, which was really fun for them to see that connection. In eighth grade, um, last week, we were talking about some Roman history, and we got to translate a story about the um, Battle of Actium, which was a really important battle before the beginning of um, the Roman Empire. And before that battle, there was a uh, rule of three men called a triumvirate, uh, which was composed of uh, Octavius, who became Augustus Caesar, uh, Mark Antony, and uh, a man named Lepidus. And that um, term triumvirate uh, just means rule of three men. I didn't have to tell them that. I just put it on the whiteboard and I like highlighted different roots mm-hmm. in the word so what does trium come from oh it comes from three what does we come from oh it means man um and they were able to just find that out just from looking at the roots of the words so they're gaining just immense language skills as they're studying latin mm-hmm. which is really fun um and also that's going to help them in their writing later on. I know that um, for myself and my own writing, it's really exciting and empowering to be able to find words in our English language that express exactly what I want to say and that have direct Latin meaning. Um, there was a word I thought of you, Laura. <laughs> there was a word I learned recently called a genuflect, mm-hmm. which um, comes from the Latin genu, knee, mm-hmm. and then the word uh, which means to bend mm-hmm. and so it's this idea of like bending in honor or respect to somebody um and that was so cool and so it's it's just a very specific mm-hmm. word and it has very direct latin meanings and so um yeah it's there's i mean there's more reasons i could add on to but that's a yeah good start. <laughs> no, I, I,
0: and i can see yeah laura you're not in your head in, in agreement <laughs> yes. with, with that, yeah
2: and to add
1: to that word we get Genuine from it because Roman fathers would put their child on their knee and say, "This is my child. I claim him as my own." And I, I just <laughs> love all of those connections that we're making. That's what I think Latin is truly all about. Um, so many things in our modern world, so many symbols on our computer keyboard come from Latin. And mm-hmm. I just like an asterisk is a star, um, which comes from astrum meaning star. And I, I just love seeing the modern world connected to the classical world right and having students eyes just open up and be able to make those connections easily and see a word on the board and be like oh i know this and i remember this and i love the community here and the teachers who are adding to the latin um in their studies, either asking me or I'm sure they ask you, Emma, mm-hmm. and just saying, "Hey, do you know this word? We're learning this in science. Could you tie this in?" I love being able to tie in whatever we can.
0: I I, I recognize the 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 label given dead language, but I, I think it's a misnomer. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're gonna Absolutely. have maybe I need to start, a, start <laughs> yeah. an effort to to re- revamp revamp this <laughs> Make because, some yeah, so exactly. That. It's it's a, a language that's. Uh, being called dead yet is very much alive, in, in everything we do. So maybe I'll uh I'll start a, a GoFundMe. Who knows? <laughs> um. So so Emma, uh, that that's really really helpful in in understanding, uh, you know, some of the the background there. Um, Laura, when you uh, again look at, um, you know, there might be other institutions that uh, may not have the same perspective as as we do here at Covenant and. Uh, might take an alternate approach. So for instance, they might say, well, you know, we're going to teach our students Spanish uh, because, uh, you know, of course, where we're recording now, you know, in Texas, there's high relevancy, Uh, you know, of course, our our neighboring uh, 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 friends to the South in Mexico. So it's like, okay, great. Like that's, that's very, very relevant. How do you, how do you talk to maybe that perspective either from a a parent or, or maybe another another individual that that would pose that question to you? Why, why not Spanish?
1: <laughs> well, I think first of all, that Spanish can be very useful. And I would hope that in learning Latin first, it would make it even easier because Spanish is ultimately derived from Latin. So that um, is a huge selling point, but I really think it goes back to the classics. Let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to the roots and then figure out more about the world we live in, the English language that we speak, the 60% of the words that come from Latin and Spanish. I'm pretty sure every single word, if I'm remembering correctly, derived from Latin. Mm -hmm. Um, So... It's a tough one because I do think that Spanish is relevant and helpful. I mean, you can go into any store and Find a need to use Spanish. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't learn Spanish, but I think there is absolutely a place for Latin in the classroom.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would say, well, personally speaking, though I am not um, a linguistic. um, You're not. You're not the the, not the Latin expert here, Leslie. I just want to. I am not. I am not. Uh, But my personal experience, I was. I took Latin in sixth and seventh grade, and then uh, Spanish in eighth, and I just oh, well, I barely need to study for Spanish right. uh, because I already I already know what these words mean. Mm-hmm. I just have to learn the Spanish mm-hmm. syntax and it's slightly different. Um, and I, in our own experience, we offer a dual credit Spanish class in, uh, for our students starting. Dual credit can begin um, in 11th grade. We have a partnership with Letourneau. I think you know about Letourneau. You know,
0: I, I don't want to sound biased or anything, yeah. but I think Letourneau <laughs> is excellent and I may or may not be a, uh, an alum. Yeah, as, as is my wife. So uh, yeah, no, might, that's great. Good
3: things might have happened. It could could be. Uh, so we have a, we have a partnership with Laterno that allows us um, to offer dual credit uh, uh, Spanish in eleventh grade. We had one of our students. Um, by the way, the teacher of that class is one of our Covenant moms, mm-hmm. um, Patty Lou, um, and and one of our students took the class, and she was blown away. By how he outperformed his peers in the class, uh, who were coming from around Texas, taking that class good, usually you know really devoted homeschooler kids, um, but he blew them away because he had already had Latin, and she said, "I never i really leslie i I really never fully understood why Latin until that moment, mm. and then I got it. then I really got it such a difference, so yeah. Mm.
0: So, uh, Laura, I want to stick with you. So let's say that, you know, as you're having a conversation with this, this hypothetical parent who says, okay, you know, I I hear your passion about Latin. I understand maybe your perspective on, on why not Spanish, but doesn't any foreign language help my student, you know, help expand their, their perspectives, uh, in, in language. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't any foreign language be better than than none? Uh, how, how do you how do you talk to that?
1: Well, I do get that question yeah. <laughs> quite often. Um, I would say that learning any language is great and can certainly be useful. But at least for me, Latin isn't just about learning a language. It's like an archaeological dig. Uh, where you're constantly finding new artifacts, can make more connections and gain a deeper understanding of the world that we live in. Um, Also, Latin is the root, as we've said, of several languages. So you can easily learn those once you already know Latin. Um, As well as Latin has very concrete rules. There are very few irregular words. And so students who struggle with language can really thrive in Latin, because the rules make sense. There's no words that can be pronounced five different ways and Mm -hmm. vowels that (laughs) make all sorts of different sounds. It's just usually one or two ways of saying it. But if you have the macros, it helps you know which one exactly Mm -hmm. to say. (laughs) Um, And what I love is seeing that confidence that students gain who are struggling, perhaps, carry over into all of their subjects and the English language. And that is what Makes Latin so beautiful to me and necessary.
0: Mm. Latin is uh, Excel for language. Like, put, put, <laughs> get in your box and stay there. Please. <laughs> that's great. Right. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, no, that's that's really really helpful. Uh, and and I know uh, that. Uh, so Emma, when you look at uh, the students in your class, I know that they're they're varying backgrounds. There there may be a parent who is listening that will say, you know, well, if, uh, let's say, for so you're, you're, you know, teaching uh, students, you know, seventh grade. So let's say there's a student that's coming in that may not have had that Latin background. Um, should that be something sure. that is a concern for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should that dissuade them from from coming or, yeah. or how do you?
2: That's a great question and we do have a couple students like that this year so oh, it's yeah. very oh, okay, applicable. Yeah. Um, I would say not at all. I mean the beauty of Covenant is we have just small classes and so you're able to work together as a group but also um, identify the specific needs of each student and be able to um, work on those individually with them. Uh, also the, the curriculum that we're using is very helpful for anyone who's starting out Latin in seventh grade mm-hmm. and it hasn't had the grammar school Latin because with, uh, logic school seventh and eighth, uh, we're sort of restarting the language learning, um, learning some, relearning some of the things they learned in grammar school, but giving greater depth and reasoning behind those things. So you're learning the declensions again, but then you're learning maybe more of the nuances, um, or the way those declensions were formed, and so for new students and old, they're learning new things in seventh grade. And so I've, I'm really grateful to see like both sides flourishing, those who have experience in Latin and those who don't. And um, they're drawn in just through um, the fun and organization of grammar, which I think is a lot of fun, but also just through the stories that we get to learn as well and um the story right now we're in like the Trojan war. So we're, we're translating stories about the Trojan war and i am just seeing their, them get excited about right. that is really right. fun.
0: So, you know, so we've got you know, students who, you know, seventh grade, if, if they had been, been taking Latin all throughout, uh, would have, would have had you know, several years of years of experience to that point. If I'm going back, uh, Laura to you. So third grade, uh, so I've, so personally, so I have a a student of yours. So yes. so my my oldest daughter is in uh, your your Latin class, and and I will say, uh, going from second to third grade, I, I did have some thoughts in my mind of okay, so do I need to quickly get a, a, a immersion course in Latin so I can speak <laughs> to my daughter because maybe she's <laughs> going to be coming home speaking all these words, you know? And, and part of it, candidly, was a little bit of. Uh, apprehension on: Am I going to be able to support her mm-hmm. um, as she's learning this this language uh, at school? You know, because I want to be a resource to right. her as well. Uh, how, how do you how do you speak to that for maybe other parents that are are wondering may, might have second graders as, as well or, or others that are saying how do, how is that going to work? Am I going to be a good parent and and able to help them and reinforce what you're teaching them in class?
1: Right. Uh, well, I do hear that a lot, and I love your heart for wanting to help your daughter and other parents and helping their students just, um, be able to learn mm-hmm. in whatever class it is. But I do love when the passion for Latin <laughs> continues yeah, yeah. throughout the family. Uh, but third grade, it does seem scary. Uh, but, it, third grade is just an ideal time to start Latin. By the end of second grade, students have ma- mastered phonograms, and that comes from the Germanic side of the English language. So now in third grade, we're introducing the other 60% of the English language. And so students are ready, they're eager, and their brains are just ready to be filled with different vocabulary and chants and songs. And honestly, I think that third grade Latin is a lot of fun. Um, Maybe I'm biased, probably biased, (laughs) but I think that you could ask most of our third graders here and they would say, oh my goodness, Mm. I love Latin. (laughs) So I, I think once you get through that first initial week, maybe just the first day of Latin, you will feel at ease with your student knowing that, they they're doing okay.
0: <laughs> well, I, I will say, uh in preparation for one of the the first Latin tests, I used the flashcards that we have, and so uh let's see the word that what word did I remember? uh Porta, which yes. is gate or door. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. So I, I remember. I was like, oh man, I every time I see a gate, I'm like porta. Like, <laughs> Which, which I'm thinking like a portal to somewhere exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I say that all the time. I love that. So
0: good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned the flashcards. Uh, that's been a new tool that we're using this year. They're these picture mm. flashcards. Um, mm-hmm. I spent some of the time over the summer working on them. I had a ton of fun doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping that that visual helps not only my students, but also families to be able to work on them together and I want it to be a tool that parents can feel confident. Mm And here I can show you this flashcard. It has a picture on it. I don't have to say the Latin. The Latin's printed right there for me. And I can see the English because my child wrote the Mm -hmm. word on the back. Mm -hmm. And then also sometimes, even if you don't have the flashcards, you could just say the English, say, you know, gate door, and then your student can say porta and you've got it. it. It's much simpler to help your student than you might realize and even just saying hey what was your favorite thing that you learned this week or today or hey did you learn a new song did you learn a new chant can you sing it for me oh your little brother's crying right now can you sing that song and let's see yeah. if-, <laughs> if that helps i'm i mean i had to my daughter uh she's almost two but when she was um just when I was still pregnant with her, my students were always singing the Latin case song. And they one of them at one point joked that, oh, that's probably going to be a song that she'll know when she, <laughs> once you have her and she'll love it. And when, then when she was born and really fussy one day, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. And so I'm singing the song to her and she did calm down. So what do you there know? know? There it is. You might try it. There you
0: go. Some, uh, some, some early childhood advice uh, from, from the Latin team themselves. Uh so you know Leslie when we're talking about a lot of the the discrete benefits and um, some of the applicability in in the classroom um I know that you've you've had the opportunity and over, over many years to see um the the benefits that that this provides uh, but you know when you look at the macro you know and someone says okay I I, I get all the individual components but help me understand What's what's the end game? What's what's the goal? What are we trying to achieve?
3: What are we trying to achieve? Um that's a great question. We should be asking that all the time, right? Um flourishing human beings who are eloquent, who are um competent in cultural literacy which uh, means that that they can be reading the newspaper and see the new triumvirate of <laughs> American politics is and and know not not only what the word means, but then they have a historical analysis of that triumvirate. Um, you know, Rome uh, is a great, great. Uh, lens for Americans uh, to look at an empire that has fallen because of uh, a variety of, of of things, and and that that little bit. Oh, we're translating the Trojan War. And that we're we're learning cultural literacy, and we're having a lens. And because we take everything through a Christian worldview, we're also adding biblical perspective to that. And so it 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 enlarges their capacity to understand and to make wise choices based on that understanding and to communicate with others they can communicate with a variety of audiences and have have more word choices and rhetoric is a good man speaking well and and so you can as a as a rhetorician which is the final end stage of our um Classical Christian program, um, a rhetorician can walk into an audience and know, um, I'm not going to use triumvirate. I'm going to say, I'm not even going to use triad. That's one of the choices. I'm just going to say there are three people Mm. um, to this audience. Um, And maybe then, maybe in another situation, they might change that. But it's, it's knowing your audience and having word choices that are going to benefit out of love. And compassion and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think what is the end goal? A flourishing human being. We want to lead our students to become good men and women. What is good? Uh, a student who understands the Lord, loves the Lord, um, loves others compassionately, and loves themselves correctly. Um, that would be a flourishing human being Mm. and having them speak well. um, It it is, it's a prerequisite that they would have Latin Mm. and lots of it.
0: So I, I I know that this is, (laughs) is certainly something that we continue to, to support and, and grow uh, the, the love of language, the uh, embracing, the the opportunity to embrace um, Latin. Uh, Emma, I know that also there is an opportunity for folks to embrace uh, Greek as well.
2: Yes. Yeah. So um, in their sophomore year, they have the option to either continue with Latin onto level four or start Greek. And so I am teaching that class this year. It's been uh, wonderful. Uh-huh. A lot of fun. And um, we have a really great curriculum that we use that just starts you with the basics. And it's really great to have that Latin background because you already know the structure of um, of a language and so the discussion of declensions or what's a direct object um what's the subject they already know because mm-hmm. of what they've done in latin and so in that way they are um we can fast forward through a lot of things that um would need to be covered in a different context but um yeah so right now we're um We're learning a lot of vocab right now. The goal um, of the Greek class is to be able to um, begin reading the New Testament. And even a couple weeks ago, we opened up to the beginning of the Gospel of John, and they could read the first couple verses with great ease. And so that was really exciting for them. And um, there's just so much uh, beauty and uh, treasures that come forth when you're able to read the New Testament Mm -hmm. in its original language, um, because each word, you know, was chosen specifically. And there is, um, there's background and there's context to each word that the gospel writers and the, um, epistle writers used. And so we're able to, when we're learning Greek, understand that context better. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a super fun class. I've been
0: in many conversations over the last several years that I personally know, uh, while I was ultimately able to get into the Greek to to pull out the original uh, uh, meaning and an intent of a of a passage or or specific verse, I know that in those situations, said, man, it would have been great to be able to have a little more background there. Because I think we can all think of conversations where uh, whether it's it's in a conversation, whether maybe you're in a, a small group or mm-hmm. in a church, and you're hearing. Uh, a, a, a verse or scripture spoken to and saying, okay, like I hear what you're saying and and certainly not discrediting the translation, but mm-hmm. was that the original mm-hmm. intent and to be sure. able to have that uh, skill set, mm-hmm. I, I think is, can, can pay, pay dividends. So that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that the students are being able to experience that uh, right now. So Leslie, I want to uh, maybe, Circle around with you. I know that uh, one of the items that can be on the the to be considered list for for some students is talking about AP mm-hmm. credit mm-hmm. and uh, thinking through that. Um, is 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 there an an AP option? I know mm-hmm. we've been talking about Latin. Is, sure, is, is sure.
3: Well, yeah. Great question. One of the things that we want to be careful about as a classical Christian school is um, owning and controlling our curriculum. Um, I think that's really important for every um, private institution uh, and so the college board if you are an a- if you have an AP course and so if you have AP Latin the college board then directs your curriculum you must teach these things um, we wouldn't we, we would not have an, a class that is AP Latin or AP physics or AP um anatomy and physiology. Um, but we often in the classes that we do have for Latin for 11th grade, um, w- those students can sit for the AP class. It's just a cl- It's just a test. Mm-hmm. They can sit for the AP test. Um, and and um, Ms. Thorpe, who has been teaching Latin um, for several years and is quite excellent, uh, has the ability to prepare them for that. And it's just a test that they take in May, and they prepare for it. We have lots of tools to give them. We have other other courses as well. Um, depends on the year, um, what we are able to offer, but we want to allow students to do that. Um, that's something that a lot of classical Christian schools do. We want to maintain the control um, while also providing that opportunity for students um, so that if they prefer to do that, they can take that test.
0: Great. So. No, that's good. Good. good to know. Well, uh, looks like our uh, our conversation is going to be uh, headed towards the porta. So, um, <laughs> so I, I uh, but certainly appreciate our our guests today. So Laura Amo, uh, who teaches our third through sixth graders in Latin, and Emma Perry, uh, who teaches our seventh through ninth graders. So, uh, Laura, Emma, thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Thank for you. Us. And thank you, uh, Leslie, for joining of us as
3: well. Absolutely. Thank you.